0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Caption Life, a podcast that covers how comics and pop culture affect life and society, and vice versa. Uh, hey, it's uh, it's the beginning of January 2021. This looks like uh, Season 3 of The Caption Life. Does it feel like Season 3 to you, Sean?
1: It feels like Season 10, just as long as we've been doing this, and just the way that 2020 has felt, too. <laughs> right? So... Uh,
0: uh, from deep in the heart of Texas, I'm your host Kevin, and I am joined with my good friend uh, in Indiana today, Sean.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Our third amigo uh, is not going to be able to join us today. That is James in Kentucky. He was uh, unable to uh, jump in on this this recording, uh, but uh, it's the it's the new year, and so we kind of wanted to talk about some of the things that we enjoyed about 2020, which will be a short conversation, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. uh, let's face it, 2020 sucked. <laughs>
1: Why? Um, what, what happened?
0: <laughs> it was a little thing called a pandemic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll catch you up later, Sean. Oh, thanks. Uh, and then uh, we want to talk about some of the things about 2021 that we're most excited because while we were deprived of a lot of. Uh, new creative ventures in the comics and pop culture world. There are a few things looking back that we can, we can talk about were great. One of the things that we, we did get a lot of was, hey, here's what the future holds. Uh, because there, was, there were a lot of announcements because, let's, let's face it, a lot of entertainment companies had to make announcements just to keep you pumped about what was to come. And so we want to mm-hmm. talk, talk about uh, some of the things that we are most excited about in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but first let's, let's look back. Let's look in our, our crystal ball of reflection and talk about some of the things that, that, peaked piqued our interest in the year 2020. Sean, I'm going to go first. Cause I'm gonna give you a second to think about it. Cause you may, you may have mentioned beforehand that you were, you were having a hard time finding
1: something to be excited about in 2020, <laughs> unless you've,
0: unless you've changed your mind.
1: I no, I got something I can, I can go ahead there. Yeah. So, um, I know on this show we talk a lot about uh, TV shows and movies that are inspired by comics and uh, what's out there in pop culture. And I think this year what's been really interesting and really neat, at least for me, is um, seeing the second season of The Mandalorian, which I think we'll probably talk about that in a later episode. Um, But I think that's been one of the things, even though it's only released like at the end of the year. Um, I think having something to get excited about and The Mandalorian being such a huge success for uh, the Star Wars universe and for Disney um, and just everybody's been really uh, pumped to just see new content that's going on out there, which I know you know, people are still seeing that. But I think because we're limited in terms of what we've been getting in the movies and television kind of being put on hold and things like that, um, it was nice to be able to feel like there's something to look forward to. Um, that's coming out. That's brand new. That's not you know just getting repurposed or trying to adapt to the pandemic that we're having here and trying to just give something out there. And so the Ma- Mandalorian, I thought this second season, um, I thought was really good. I I think it's almost better than the first season because of a lot of things that they've done with this season. I think the first season was just kind of setting things up for the rest of the series. Now that I'm watching the second season, but uh, the Mandalorian, I thought was overall was a really good show and it really made me excited about. Star Wars again and kind of felt like it was a good way to end 2020 in a crappy year is to be able to get excited about, you know, some sort of pop culture or comic fan um, experience again. So
0: definitely. And I think it's a I think it's a story for our time, Sean. I don't want to undercut the fact that in the middle of 2020, the pandemic the 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 best thing going is a is a story about a guy who wears a mask all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah, this and, is and the is, way. Is also very socially distant. He doesn't have a lot of friends to congregate with, so right. Uh, he usually, just kills him, right? <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: there's posts. only two modes. There's only two
0: modes: inner circle or death. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, like you, there. I I also didn't. There wasn't a whole lot to uh, get excited about, and I think. The thing that uh, that I enjoyed the most in the, and it happened at the right time in the middle of the year because it came out in August when um, when school was starting and it was there's a lot of stress involved with that for us because we we're educators but uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the the second season of the boys and it's the boys is not something it uh, wasn't a comic that I read before uh, seeing the show but I watched I binge watched the um, the first season last year um, like late at night when my kids weren't around. Um, and, I, and I, I really enjoy. I don't enjoy like all, necessarily all the gratuitous violence uh, and stuff like that. Um, a right. lot of times it's done in very tongue-in-cheek ways, which I prefer more so than like, let's say, the Saw franchise, because um, torture porn is not my thing. But right, um, the 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 layer the layered uh, way that they layer the story and the characters to me is is really really good. They do a lot of. Building up a character's backstory so that you can understand the decisions that they make. Mm-hmm. and um, to me that was um, to me that's really really exciting. to me that's that's exceptional storytelling. Um, and I, I really liked I really liked that kind of twist on the superhero genre because although comics and pop culture isn't isn't all superheroes, this this show it is, but it provides a really unique twist on it. And it's something that uh, that like I, I've grown to really really like the characters. So mm-hmm. uh, the boys for me was the high point. Boys season two was the high point of of twenty twenty. I also enjoyed the Mandalorian, but I'm going to save my thoughts for uh, a future recording.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. I, and I will say I, I saw the first episode of the boys, and you um, know I, I think I never got into it for you know similar reason that you said, Kevin, just some of the. Um, aspects of it just kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable, but I will say from the first episode I saw, the one thing I did appreciate seeing is kind of more of a realistic turn in terms of, or realistic approach to how superheroes could be capitalized and used in a, um, in a crap, what kind of economy are we? I know capitalist. Mm. (laughs) Let me say that again. How superheroes can be used in a capitalist society Um, But also just the reality of, like, consequences and how things would really get approached and handled. Whereas, you know, when we look at, you know, Warner Brothers, DC and um, MCU, they don't really approach that. The only thing I've really seen happen where they kind of approach it is Captain America Civil War. But that's just because I was more part of, like, the storyline as opposed to showing that. But also Spider-Man Homecoming, where it opens up with uh, how... Uh, Vulture kind of got into um his role is because they were cleaning up the mess from New York and and everything as well too. But I mean, again, it doesn't really go into more the dark or harsher realities of those. It's just more of like, hey, here's you know something that needs to get addressed, and we'll just kind of you know sweep under the rug for five minutes and then we'll move on, basically. So, so I I feel like it was really interesting approach, but there's just other elements in there that I just didn't care for that. I was just like, I'm not going to keep watching this, unfortunately. It's-
0: it is cool that because you, you mentioned that like how, how superheroes could exist in our modern capitalist society. Mm-hmm. We should put a pin in that because maybe we should have a conversation one day about what would be the best superpower to have to make money in right. our modern <laughs> capitalist society. Because right. every time Madden asks me, my son, every time he asks me what superhero what superpower would I want, that's immediately what I think of like how can I make the most money off of this? Right. Um, but we'll save that conversation for another recording because that, that seems like it'd be a lot of fun to talk about.
1: Well, you know what? The flip side of that would be like looking at someone like Hancock, right? Who doesn't capitalize on anything, but he's just in this depression all the time, you know? So, yeah. Anyways,
0: we'll 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 delve into that later. Yeah. Uh, So it's January 2nd. It's twenty twenty one. I've made a New Year's resolution that I want to participate in terms of like comics and pop culture. I want to participate far less in the. In the act of speculation, mm-hmm. uh, I think that a lot of times we, 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 um, we read articles about, oh, such and such has been signed to do this movie and you can't wait until, uh, until this storyline comes up. And, and I think that there's so much buildup because of our 24 hour news cycle and social media mm-hmm. that, that a lot of times we hype things up so much that when it's, n- when it's not everything we hoped we, it would be, we are often disappointed by. It. Right. Um, and so I, I, I'm trying to get out of like reading the trades, uh, you know, reading like articles online about movies, filming and, and stories that are breaking, because I think a lot of those, a lot of those things are by people just like you and me who probably don't have a very good source and it's unfounded. Um, but man, it's hard not to look ahead for these things that are on the horizon.
1: I know. With and everything so, that everyone's announced, right? <laughs> right. So, so
0: there's not a whole lot of speculation to what we're going to talk about today. But we mm-hmm. are going to talk about the things that are coming in 2021 that we are most excited about in the realms of, of of comics and pop culture. And uh, and and we're gonna, well, I guess we can come back and revisit this at the end of the year and be like, hey, did it live up to what we what we hoped it would be? Right. Um, so, I'm, Sean, I'm going to let you kick things off and talk to us about what you are most excited about in the year 2021.
1: Yeah. So actually, a lot of this is Disney and Marvel related. Um, the the three things I'm really excited about with I, I, it's not just 2021, because I know a couple of things I'm going to talk about is beyond 2021. But I'm just really excited about um, they announced it and that it's coming up is uh, one. We know that the Kenobi series has been coming for a while. But it's nice that Disney reemphasized that point and the fact that, you know, Ewan McGregor, I think he did a great job with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and all the uh, prequels trilogies that I think it's just going to be great to see him in that role again. And I think it'd be really interesting to see him as um, in isolation and, you know, the between episodes three and four, because uh, Disney announced that it's supposed to take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. And they also announced that Hayden Christensen is going to be coming back as Darth Vader. And so it'll be really interesting to see how that plays, Uh, you know, specifically because at this point, we're about, you know, Luke Skywalker and Leia is um, about 10 years old at this point. Right. Because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they were born. And if you jump ahead to uh, episode four. Darth Vader kind of alludes to the fact that he's felt the presence that he hasn't felt in a while. Now, there's still speculation in terms of was he talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Was he talking about his son? Things like that. But I think it would just be interesting to see once we get into the series. It's similar to like the Mandalorian and some of the other ones. Is like how are they still going to be true to the universe that's been kind of written? And what are they going to take liberties with and everything? But I think they're going to do a great job with it. And I think seeing Hayden Christensen coming back. And hopefully having this enough time gap between the trilogy that a lot of people had a lot of issues with. And now everybody's excited about Star Wars because of the Mandalorian and the other shows that they've announced and everything like that. I think this is going to be a really good series for us to watch and pay attention to. Because I think Ewan McGregor is going to do a great job. I think it'll be really interesting to see how King Christensen's is going to play a role in this and what kind of directions they're going to go with it. Because as we know, Obi-Wan Kenobi was a hermit this whole time. So I'm really excited about that. Um, right. The other show I'm really excited about is a Hawkeye series um, because I've actually been reading a lot of the Hawkeye comics lately, especially the Kate Bishop um, storyline. And I've I've been really excited because I know they, there was speculation that Haley Steinfeld was going to be... Hey Bishop, I think like a year or two ago. And I thought she would do a great job with that. And so right
0: during all that time, there was a lot of talk about her being tied to other series. Like she had a contractual obligation to something at Apple TV. They didn't think that she was going to be able to get out of it. And now, of course, now, of course, we've seen photos of her on set and she definitely looks the part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, I think she would do a great job because I've always been a fan of all of her work because I think she did a great job. And, um, Oh gosh, what was that? Movie that um, it was a remake of that John Wayne movie. We played oh, True Cochran. Grit. Yeah, True Grit. Yeah, I thought she did a great job in that. I think she um, was
0: exceptional in the um, the only good Transformers movie uh, in a while, <laughs> which is the Bumblebee movie.
1: Yeah, I haven't, actually haven't seen that yet, and I know my son wants to see it. Uh, That's too. worth watching. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, so I'm glad to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I've been a huge fan of hers, and I've been a huge fan of, uh, you know, Kate Bishop's Hawkeye series. I've been still reading that, and so I think it'd be. Just like what you said, they released pictures of her on the set, and she looks like she's doing a great job with it and and everything. So I'm really excited about that series. And then the last thing I'm really excited about that I want to share is, um, as you all know, I'm a big fan of Daredevil, especially the Netflix series that got canceled. And they've confirmed, not only did they confirm that, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire is going to come back as their Peter Parkers in the third Spider-Man movie. But they've also confirmed that Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil in that movie, which I know there's a lot of speculation with that as well. Um, when uh, when Spider-Man Far From Home got was ended, a lot of people said that's a great way to bring Daredevil back into this series or into the mcu is because you know peter parker's probably going to need a lawyer to convince the law that he's not spider-man and so who's one of the lawyers that's going to be out there it's going to be uh daredevil but we also have she hulk uh jennifer um banner that's out there as well too but um anyways i'm really excited about they're bringing him back as daredevil and they bring him into the mcu uh, i'm just very excited about that because i'm a huge daredevil fan i thought the series did great. Of all the you know five uh, Marvel Netflix series that they had out there, Daredevil was my favorite. I think everybody will agree that it was probably the best one out there, and and Charlie Cox just did a great job with it. So I'm really excited to see him come back in that role, um, and see him and not just uh, you know the TV series that I saw on Netflix, but also see him on the big screen as well too. I think he's going to do a great job with it. So,
0: yeah, dude, you're you're right on with a lot of that stuff. I will say that the like the whole idea on Star Wars and the Kenobi series, um is with like Hayden Christensen coming back and you mentioned like the how they fit that stuff into the timeline. Mm-hmm. And and we can talk about this in a, a later episode about Star Wars because that's one of my greatest concerns for it. Is right. that you have all of this stuff that's clearly established in in a very classic manner, right? It's I mean, it's uh my son and I argue all the time about what is canon and what isn't because I don't I haven't watched as many of the the TV shows and stuff as as he has. Right. Um but it, it it bothers me that we've established the future of this franchise already with the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And now we're trying to go back and shoehorn other things into it. And that's one of the reasons why I want to get away from speculation, because if Hayden Christensen is coming back, the, then he's going to play Darth Vader. Like, are we going to see him as, as as Anakin, as like a force ghost or like, are we going to get some, like some, maybe some flashbacks of, of, of them before, the turn. Right. Um, and like, I'm excited about all that, but I don't want to pretend to like to try to guess what's going to happen. Cause I think that takes the, the fun out of it. I just want it to, to come to me as it, as it comes. Right. Um, and
1: just experience it.
0: Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, it, cause like, like I said before, you, you start thinking about it, then you'll be like, well, they should have done this. If I was in charge of star Wars, I would have done this. Right. Um, and then the everything that Marvel has lined up at Disney Plus, it, and to some extent the same about Star Wars, is is extremely exciting. We're likely to get um, five shows and three movies from Marvel this year, and mm. that is super exciting, right? Um, oh yeah, that's like something once a month. Yep. So, excuse me, I'm very, I'm very pumped about that, uh, and I'll talk about one of those one of those things uh, at the end of what I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, now the thing that I'm most excited about for the year 2021 is on, on the opposite side of the, uh, the Marvel DC, uh, spectrum. And that is, uh, the Snyder cut, but more specifically than just the Snyder cut, what Mm -hmm. happens with the, um, with DC and Warner brothers with their new like release model, right? Because Um, other than the Snyder Cut, I think it's unlikely that we're going to get any other DC superhero movie in 2021. We're going to get, uh, we've already gotten Wonder Woman, which we've already agreed that we were going to review on another episode. Right. Um, and then we're going to get the Snyder Cut, but they were so far behind in development that even with the, even with the notion that they're going to release all these new, I take that back, uh, the Suicide Squad movie. Right. But, but no other, none of the other, like Trinity, is going to be on screen, uh, or even Flash or Shazam getting uh, a second go around. None of that stuff is going to happen in 2021 right. because they were already behind, and they were now they're dealing with complications because of the COVID pandemic. But here's right. the thing: um, DC's the people they're they're the ones taking the most risk. They're the ones taking the biggest gamble, mm-hmm. and I think that they've got the most to gain because it's not just what's going on at Warner Brothers. And HBO Max, it's also, you know, in the middle of the year, this last year, they changed their distributor for comics. So, um, that's been a major change for them. Uh, they've also, they also laid a lot of people off and, and, and fired their, um, their publisher and Dan DiDio. Mm-hmm. And they, they had a major shift at the top in terms of, uh, creative direction. And we've gotten a peek at some of that here, um, with like the, the the future stuff that they're going to be doing over the next couple of months and so I've seen some of the some of the previews for that and that looks exciting. But, you know, a lot of these characters for DC have been around for 75, 80 years. Right. And and I kind of like they've been the most hesitant to evolve those characters into a more reality-based modern world. Right. Like um Obviously the MCU is science fiction but the, the the there are a lot of aspects of it where they took what let's say what Nolan was trying to do with the Dark Knight trilogy and they made a much more like humanistic uh, and grounded version of that in the in the MCU. So we we, mm-hmm. we haven't seen what DC is going to do with their characters in this modern um climate and i think right. that that is um to me that's what i want to see not just not just will this experiment of releasing everything digitally pan out for them but will they be able to make enough money to keep making movies or keep releasing things mm-hmm. um but i i have a legitimate, a legitimately legitimately want to see what they are what they're going to do with their creative direction and everything after this um, right I think one of the things in terms of the movies, especially, is that they haven't had somebody like Kevin Feige to kind of like steer the entire extended universe, like to, to captain that ship. And so there are a lot mm-hmm. of creative choices that are being made. And like Wonder Woman creatively um, had a lot of bright spots and Aquaman creatively had a lot of bright spots. And so did Shazam. But all that stuff was was after they had kind of gotten rid of Zack Snyder, who had. Who had jumpstarted it, and now that they've they've brought him back to finish his um, his version of the Justice League film, right. like how much will that will that change these characters, right? Um, with going forward, yeah. yeah. Um, the second thing that I am most excited about this is well, this is let's say this is this is two A and two B. I know that it was delayed because of the pandemic, but Jupiter's legacy on Netflix, which is based on the Mark Millar comic of the same name. Uh, I think it was supposed to be ready for release in 2020, but because of, uh, because of COVID there were, there were um, setbacks. And I think that's going to be another interesting uh, take on the superhero genre. And I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested to see that. And then the, the, we mentioned all the things that were coming from um Marvel in the next couple of months. And I think the one thing that I'm most excited about is the one thing I know the least amount, and that is the Eternals, which looks like it's on the slate for November of 2021. So right. I'm, I'm excited about it now. We'll have to revisit this in maybe early December and be like, Hey, did it, did it live up to the hype? But um, I've not read, I've not read much Eternals. I'm a big uh, Black Knight fan and I'm mm-hmm. super excited that, uh, that the Black Knight's going to be featured in it, and that they're going to hopefully grow his character out of that. Um, and, but and I that's, did, and, and that's Kit Harrington, go, right? Yes, that's yeah. that's the Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones fame, right? Um, and but recently, I did buy the 2006 uh, Neil Gaiman uh, Eternal series, uh, and so that's at the top of my my reading list. Now I do realize I have some time to read it because the movie doesn't come out until November, right. so I'll probably read some other things before that. But that's one of the things that that I am excited about.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, I got to say when I um, heard about Eternals coming out as a movie, I similar to you. I've never heard of Eternals before. So of course, the first thing I did was let me read the comic books and, uh, and learn a little bit more about them. And what's interesting is that I think this is smart of Marvel to do is that in their Marvel Unlimited app that they have, where if you have the subscription to their digital comics, they have been organizing comics for people to read based on the stuff that's going on in the MCU as well as just, Things that's going on in Marvel Comics. And so, of course, a couple of days after they announced that, they already had a organized um, – I forget what they call it. But it's just like a collection of here's some comics that you want to read if you're interested about the Eternals. And I read a few of them, and I find it really interesting. I'm kind of curious how they do this and pull us off because if you think about the MCU, one of the things that I think they had to do with Captain Marvel is explain – why she her story was set in the 1990s and how you know the Avengers never heard of her at all. And I feel like they're probably going to have to do that with the Eternals as well, too, unless, um, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but basically the whole premise is that they kind of, I don't know if all of them forget or what, but, you know, they're eternal celestial beings, which Guardians of the Galaxy and the MCU alluded to this already a little bit with Ego and talking about Nowhere and things like that. Um, but they're celestial beings and, and are descendants of celestial beings. And I think the understanding I have is that, you know, every once in a while they have to like get their memory erased and, and but they have these powers basically. And so it'll be interesting how they're gonna like capture this. I don't know if again, if the multiverse is supposed to play a role into this. And I'm not again, I'm not going to speculate because I did that with Spider-Man far from home yeah, and they, they pretty much for it. Yeah. You know, they trolled us like they all knew it yeah. and they're going to troll us. And I'm sure whoever wrote this had the biggest laugh when everybody was saying all this stuff. Right. Um, so I don't know if like the multiverse is going to explain that or how they're going to do it, but I'm, I, I'm really interested just to see how they make the Eternals fit into the MCU with the knowing the history of the comics and, and. And what their role has been and things like that. So it would be really yeah, interesting I, to see.
0: I think you could go down that. You can go down that um, rabbit hole a lot. Especially with like the Fantastic Four already having been announced. Yes. And possibly uh, involving the X-Men in the future. Right. Like if all these things have existed, where were they when, when we were battling Thanos? And I, I say it like, where were, we, where were they when we were battling <laughs> Thanos? Right. Like it actually happened. Um, but yeah, and see, that's one of the th- that's one of the reasons why I don't want to speculate too much, because I just I just want to wait until it, it occurs like organically. You show right. us and, and we can we can be the judge after the fact. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but like I, I just I want to give them the opportunity to create their art without without influence.
1: Right. And and I think they could definitely do that with X-Men without a problem, to be honest. And again, I'm not going to speculate, but I, I can see how they can explain it a couple of ways. But I mean, you're right. It's. It, when you go down that rabbit hole it does take the fun out of just experiencing it and you're just constantly like either critiquing or criticizing in your mind and, and instead of experiencing that movie you're thinking about like well how does this fit which i know everybody has done that i mean they did that with hawkeye with affinity war and things like that but um but i mean you're right it's, it's it does take away from just being able to experience and enjoy the movie for itself as opposed to watching it and then trying to make sense of everything um and how it fits in the universe too so
0: and there's, you know what? There's too much to be excited about and to waste the year away in speculation when we can live in the moment and enjoy the things that are coming our way. Because 2021 is going to be a spectacular year for nerds. I know that I've said, I've said that in my brain before. Like, oh man, we're going to, you know, a certain year, whatever, we're going to get, an, we're going to get an MCU film and this and that and a Harry Potter and the, and we're going to get this. Right. And it's like a new Fast and the Furious. Um, but 2021 is shaping up to be pretty exceptional. Um, yeah. and I know that it'll be a while before we, we get new star Wars, but there's going to be a lot of Marvel, uh, on the horizon for the, for the, the course of the year. And I think that it's something mm-hmm. that, that we can all, we can all get down and we'll have lots to talk about during, uh,
1: during upcoming episodes of the
0: caption life.
1: Definitely. Well, and, and, and I know we were talking about how we don't want to speculate too much, but I'm going to. Break that and say, I am going to speculate one thing that I noticed from one of the things that Marvel released. And this okay. is based on the trailer from Loki, which, again, I'm excited about that one. You know, I I only picked three things, but I'm excited about all of them. But I am excited about the Loki series. But when I watched the trailer, I don't know if I told you this, Kevin, yet. And so I think I think be-
0: you did. I didn't I didn't want to. I don't think we talked about it because we were going to save it for now. So let's, okay, gotcha. let's squeeze <laughs> it in now, because I do believe once you sent something to me, I had noticed the same Thing, um yeah. it, it, When I watch the trailer, right. it's only for a flash, right? It's just a it, brief second. It's like,
1: yeah, like I think it's like a second most, and it's so basically in the trailer, you'll see like these series of locations that they've um, are kind of establishing, like where Loki's going to be visiting, and there's one that has a very um, interesting scene that, or a very interesting image that they put in the trailer that if you look at it, and you pause it. It almost looks like it is the silhouette of Black Widow in a very, uh, very distinct red hair, very distinct red hair with black, you know, costume or, Mm -hmm. you know, black silhouette. So very, so it looks like her, which I know a lot of people have said, you know, with Black Widow, like why is she now just getting her own movie and things like that? So now I'm wondering one, if that is Black Widow, if somehow Scarlett Johansson is still going to be coming back um, to play that role, like either Loki or some other, You know, um, plan that they have, but I think it's very interesting that they put that in there and that, um, that it kind of looks like, you know, Black Widow is either going to make an appearance in the series, but I mean, she could also play a bigger role either in the series or later in the MCU. I know a lot of people have also been speculating, like, you know, maybe Black Widow isn't actually dead type of thing, and there's like that huge theory, and just like that is way far off, even for a fan theory and things Mm -hmm. like that, but. Um with that being said again like what I talked about with Spider-Man far from home I can also see somebody you know trolling this cuz Marvel does a really good job of misleading people right
0: Oh yeah I mean but I think the whole the whole thing is now is that you have to be think yeah. of the way that Star Wars was with um with baby Yoda Right Like that that didn't that didn't break until it broke the internet
1: Right exactly Well even and, um even if you look back at Marvel Infinity War, the trailer that came out for that, I remember this distinctly. When you watched the trailer that came out before the movie was released, mm-hmm. there's two things that was in the trailer that was not in the movie, and that is you saw Hulk in the right. War That's of the one Wakanda. I was of. Yeah, no, yeah. he was not in there. And then if you go back and look at the scene where Steve Rogers is holding the gauntlet and and um, trying to fight it back against Thanos mm-hmm. in the trailer, it looked like he didn't have any stones, or maybe he had one stone, but we know right. at that point he had all of them except for the Mind Stone at that point, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's, so Marvel does a really good job of just kind of misleading people to get people to just, you know, doubt themselves and not know what's going on. And so this could be one of those things where maybe it's purposely misleading and they just want to create buzz around it. But so, yeah.
0: So, so as much as we try to avoid speculation, that's the, <laughs> that's part of the business that they're in is that they want to, they want to generate buzz for, right. for what is to come. Right. And, and luckily for us, Uh, the pandemic, uh, notwithstanding because, you know, Black Widow was supposed to come out in May Mm -hmm. and the Eternals was supposed to come out in November, but notwithstanding, they've been the ones that have been the best at delivering uh, on the high anticipate, the promise of high anticipation. So definitely, um, since 2021 has a lot of Marvel projects in store for us, I guess, I guess there is something for us to, uh, to look forward to. Yeah.
1: So if you're out there listening to this, tell us what you think about that scene. Like if you haven't seen it yet in the Loki trailer, go watch it, see what you think and let us know if you think that is Black Widow or if you have another theory, we'd be more happy to hear it. I don't think we're going to, you know, dive into it and speculate too much on the show unless it's really interesting and maybe it's, it, uh, it creates some sort of buzz for us, but. I, I want to see. I want to hear what other people have to think and have to say about this because I think it's very interesting. I think it's very intentional that they put that image in there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, hey, that uh, that wraps up another episode of The Caption Life. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. Hey, don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you listen to. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Caption Life. If you like what we're doing, give us a shout-out, tag us in your posts. You can also visit us at podpage.com backslash Life. For all for for more information and, and an index of all of our episodes, uh, we want to thank you, we want to thank you guys for listening to us and hope we're looking forward to bringing you more episodes soon. Until next time, peace. See you. <laughs>